Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Unconventional Geek. Today, I have a special guest who is the member of the month in a community called Fox Fire GG. They are a group that I'm a mod of, and they have their own Discord, their own website. So if you want to go check them out, they're a gaming streaming community called Foxfire GG. Like, that's the actual website, Foxfire, F-Y-R-E dot G-G. Anyways, we have a special guest from their community. Real quick, I'd like to say that I've been trying to keep the ads at the end of the episodes. Anchor no longer allows you to do this. So I will be doing it at the very beginning of the episode after the intro to allow you guys to just go ahead and get on with the episode. I'm still working out the timing with each sponsor. So please give me a moment. Also, if you'd like to leave any feedback for today's episode, you can do that inside of the Discord. Or if you're using the Anchor app, you can actually leave messages and then I can play them back on a special episode or whatnot. So let's just jump into it. Tara Sage, if you want, I can just call you Tara. I can call you Sage. I can call you by a different name. Uh, so let's just start with what do you want to be called? Um, I think Tara is quite fine. It's easy, straight to the point. Okay, Tara. Tara, Tara, Tara. Every time I say Tara, I think of tarot cards. I know it's not the same at all, but that's just what I <laughs> Um, so how did you, how, let, let's first find out how you got into, uh, Foxfire and what, why you joined and then why you joined the streaming team on top of that. So let's, 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 uh, go from there. <laughs> let's start with, uh, why you joined. So I joined, first of all, I found the team through one of the founders, Caden. Um, both her and I are members of the community of another streamer named Snacks Break. He's, he's a wonderful streamer. He's one of the people that inspired me to stream, actually. And I was just going through the streams. I tend to love to go to other people's streams, check them out, and you know, make new friends. And I go to Caden's stream one time, and I see that she is promoting this thing called Foxfire. And I thought, a streaming team sounds really interesting. And I joined. I didn't have the intention to join the team itself. I wanted to join the community and then see how it is. Um, and after joining, after several days, I would say, after talking with the members, the founders, and seeing how friendly they are, how positive the community is, and how everybody just reaches out, to help each other, this brought me in. It was a massive incentive for me to join this lovely community. And I think that it is an honor to be accepted into the team. I didn't know if I will be up to the name of joining the team because I wouldn't say my streams are amazing, but I do try my best. But I was accepted and it was an honor, of course. And that's how mm -hmm. I got into the team. Okay, yeah, I mean, obviously. So, like, so you got in, you, you, you're you continuing with the streams, you're enjoying it. Uh, what made you want to start streaming, I guess, really? Like, 
Okay, so this kind of goes back a little bit. So, I think it all started when I was playing Overwatch. So, I bought Overwatch, I played it, and I wanted to get better. And what's the best place for tutorials? It was YouTube for me. At the time, I, I knew Twitch. I didn't watch a lot of streams. I didn't know streamers. I just knew the website itself. And I was scrolling through YouTube for tutorials for Overwatch, and I noticed a channel called Dibs. And I noticed that he has a Twitch. He says he streams a lot, and he gives a lot of tips there. So I went to his Twitch, watched streams for several months, actually. And from what I have seen, he's, he's a great streamer, by the way. So he was able to keep a very positive community. Everybody were happy. Everybody were having fun with those streams. And that inspired me a lot. You're enjoying yourself. You're having fun playing a game that you love. And people are, are playing. They're not actually playing with you, but they're watching you. It's as if they are playing with you in real time. And that was very different from YouTube. Because, I mean, YouTube videos, not streams. And I felt that that was a wonderful feeling. I was inspired by Devs and several other streamers who are his friends, such as Snacks Break, um, to, to start streaming and to be able to create the same sense of positivity in a community. Yeah, no, that I mean, that's, that's a wonderful thing to be able to... That, that sounds like an amazing way to start wanting to stream, you know? Because it For sounds sure. like you're wanting to help others and give back to those, like the people that help you get to where you are, you know? For sure. So, I mean, that's an amazing reason to get into it. And I, I couldn't think of a better reason. The reason why I got into streaming was because I wanted to stream for my friends and, you know, wanted to do this and that. And it, at first I thought it was just going to be another way to like get more content for like my YouTube channel or have a different style of YouTube channel and whatnot because I don't know if you know too much about me but like that's what I do is like or how I got started into just creating content is I started creating YouTube videos for trying to challenge myself basically and I did daily vlogging and then on top of that I started just like streaming as well so what what would you say made you start playing Overwatch then? Because it sounds like Overwatch is kind of the reason why you even got into streaming. So the story behind Overwatch is really a story of love. And, you know, it's ironic because it's a game. So I knew the game. And I, I knew it, funnily enough. I knew it through jokes that my friends made, through even memes. And even though and one, in one of my classes, I saw a friend of mine who was he had like an Overwatch uh, background, a wallpaper actually, on his laptop and an Overwatch wristband. And I thought, this looks really cool. The characters looked really nice. The game looked polished. It looked new. And my friend tells me one time that there's a free weekend to try the game. And well, I, That's how everyone gets trapped into this game. <laughs> it's, it's just like I fell into this hole. It was, it was wonderful. I played the game nonstop for hours. Like, I finished all my studies and then spent the whole night on it. Um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And as soon as the free weekend finished, 
like I played it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Mon- Monday, I had the game. I just bought it. I was like, I want to play this game. It was the biggest amount of fun that I had in years. And I played a lot of games through on very different consoles or even on PC. But it just felt different. It felt it had a whole different feeling to it. And mind you, I didn't really play a lot of FPS games before. I played a little bit of Counter-Strike. But this was just something I played long ago with my friends. But yes, Overwatch had a very unique feeling to it, a very very unique aspects, and it was wonderful overall. It just was just really fun. So you said that you don't really play FPS games that much. What what FPS game or what sorry, what games did you actually play like if you weren't playing FPS games and Overwatch was kind of like more of your like it it drew you into the FPS category if that makes sense. So the games that I usually used to play were really far from FPS. Um, I usually love, I really love, actually, um, 2D platformers such as, you know, the very classic games such as Mega Man, stuff like that. Well, I, I, could, um, I could go on with Mega Man. Like, I, me and my friend oh, used I, to play that all the time. Like, Mega Man times 8 or whatever it was. Oh, gosh, yeah, no. Man, yeah, yeah I could give for hours. I am actually... Um, throughout really all my childhood i was actually addicted to Mega man every single episode i have to watch it every single game you know I, have to play I never i never watched Mega man i played it several times like i've played we played that game to almost completion like the i forget exactly which one it was it was like six through eight so Mega man x6 through eight or something like that uh, uh-huh. it was I just remember spending countless of hours and me and my friend would go back and forth on the same saved data because we would both play it and we'd both like, we just wanted to like get the highest armor. And I think at one point we even eventually looked to like try to find out like how to get certain armor because we just didn't know about it, I guess is the best way to explain it. So I'm a very big, I, I, I like 2D platformers um, a lot. I think the only thing outside of 2D platformers that like captures my interest next to it would be like a Metroid type game. So I actually have been getting a lot into Metroid because of a friend of mine. Um I don't really play a lot yet, but I am as soon as I get enough time, I really plan to play it. Um I think the most genre that interests me after platformers is RPG. I love well, I actually grew up also as well with Final Fantasy, Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts, Dragon Quest, uh, Chrono Trigger, all those famous RPG titles. I loved them. It, it felt so tactical. It felt that every single move counts. And I really loved this aspect, the aspect of growing stronger with each move, growing better, getting better equipment, fighting stronger bosses. It felt I, That's the th- main thing I look in games. Um, the aspect of improvement, the aspect that from where you started till you finished, there's a massive improvement. Like where we reach the end of the game and you look at how you started and you're going to feel proud. You're going to feel that you made a massive improvement. That's a really big aspect in gaming for me. Um, I think but the main thing that got me into FPS, to answer your question, is one game that my brother used to play, which is Doom. Mm, I feel like that's a lot of people, like our generation probably... I think you you and I are about the same age here, so I think that was kind of like a lot of big intro into it. <laughs> are you, are you sure. talking about like the new or old one? 
Oh no, I'm talking like a very old one. Like, okay. like, like a very old one. I think I think mine was either Doom or Wolfenstein. Like both of those are both two that caught my interest when I was younger. So I actually never got to play Wolfenstein, but I I did see the gameplay and it looked wonderful. Not that you're mine, but I actually really want to get try it now. Wolfenstein, the old one, was pretty fun. It had, I, I think for its time, it was pretty advanced. I know going back, it's a lot harder to play through because of, you know, obviously the graphics are not the same and everything's not as nice and pretty and smooth, but, you know. Well, for sure, yeah. So, but yeah, it's... Oh, no, continue. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Your story. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I wanted to try FPS as a sort of change. You know, you can only play so much RPG and so much platformers. And of course, that doesn't stop my love for them. I still love those genres from the bottom of my heart. But, you know, I just wanted to explore new horizons, a new genre, something that I've never tried before. And I thought, since Overwatch is getting a free weekend, why not try it? I had a chance. It's a famous game. I heard a lot of people love it. And I just fell into that hole, and I'm glad. It is a wonderful hole to fall into. I actually played it uh, beta on PC, and Kaden actually introduced me to some of her friends that weren't part of the group that we were a part of to play it with because nobody in our group had a PC really to play it. And I, I don't think Kaden's PC was ready by that time, so... I remember playing it with them and thought it was loads of fun, but then I played it on console and I just, I was horrible at it. I, on console, I have some of the worst aim when it comes to Overwatch and I don't know why. Um, I think I just haven't tweaked it enough, to be honest. I put so many hours more into PC once everybody started playing it or once I actually got friends to play console or play Overwatch on PC. Um, that being said, did have you always been a PC person? Because I know that you play Overwatch on PC, or do you play, did you start off on console and then go to PC? Just games in general. Oh no, my story goes way back. So I'm only 19, but yet I, my first console, which which was my brother's console also, but I did play it a lot um, as soon as I was able to comprehend simple games. It was the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. A story of love. I don't think there's a single game I played in the Super Nintendo I did not like. All the games were fun. So there's the most famous style, such as Super Mario World, and of course, the, the whole Mega Man uh, mm-hmm. X 1, one to 3 series. And a lot, a lot of wonderful games. Donkey Kong Country. A lot of titles that um, bring a lot of my childhood back to me, because those games are are the games that I used to play with my brother, with my sisters when we were really young. So that was how I got really introduced to gaming at first. It was on console. And after that, it was Nintendo 64. So yes, I did start a lot on consoles, a lot of Nintendo consoles, actually. I feel like a lot of people started out that way. Like, I didn't have those consoles, like, own them. Like, my family members did. I played them through them. But once we got get to like playstation stuff that's when i had a that was like one of my first consoles this playstation 2 but yeah no nintendo has a a very soft spot in my heart (laughs) 
in everybody's hearts. It's so wonderful. But the PS2 also had some amazing titles that you can never forget. Bully, uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. It, there's a lot of titles that you can never forget. That That's very true. Um, yeah, Vice City. Vice City, <laughs> oh man. So many I hours think... lost into Vice City just blowing up things and collecting stars and then restarting. And then just trying new vehicles, cutting out all the red lights. I think that um, trying Vice City on PC was actually the best part, just because of all those crazy cheat codes you could use. You know, like making it rain cars or making old cars explode. It was it was a really fun time. Like sometimes, and this was this was a hobby of mine. It was a very guilty pleasure of mine. Go to go to the PC, um, open GTA Vice City. Use a cheat code that uh, makes a makes the drain uh, tanks. Use it at least like 20 times. That'll have like a full mountain of tanks. Make them all explode. Like, it's so much explosion, it's so much frames, that the computer crashes. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> your guilty pleasure is ruining your computer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because it made my brother rage. I was really young, but it was still, it was still a great moment. Yeah, mine was just killing my sim. Nothing, nothing too tragic there. <laughs> they can always just live again. Yeah. Like a new sim. But the the wizard expansion to The Sims was probably one of my favorite. I think it was Sims Two. They had like this wizard one, and you, if like a non wizard like came into your house, you you could like get exposed. So you had to like, like for me, what I did was I stopped the game and then trapped and then trapped them inside of a small room and just let them die. I was horrible to Sims. I'm sorry, Sims. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds super morbid. Uh, I have a cruel sense of humor sometimes. Hey, that's, in my opinion, that's the best kind of humor. Well, of course, when it's, you know, if it's to video game characters, I don't think it's bad. But when you start doing that to people, you know, that's, you know, kind of when I draw the line. Very true. It's funny because you find parents sometimes trying to teach um, those ethics through games. Like, for example, whenever I played, going back to GTA, actually, when I played Vice City, um, one thing my sister would always want me to do, like, I would sit on the computer, she would sit next to me, watch me play. Um, What she always wanted me to do is kill just anybody walking uh, in bikinis in public. Just shoot them down. (laughs) Wow. Like they're perverted, just shoot them. Yeesh. My sister shares that dark sense of humor with you. I don't know if mine is that bad, but you know, I did, I did kill my fair share of people in bikinis in Vice City. So you know, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm not that great comparatively. <laughs> <laughs> so, with, with um streaming what what where do you see yourself taking it because right now you have a community right and you got affiliate on twitch and you're part of the fire the fox fire stream team i keep on wanting to say firefox so bad this is what happens when you're a computer nerd um (laughs) but you're on you're on this team wonderful team by the way they're they're super nice and helpful this community in it itself is just amazingly helpful. And so 
So where do you see yourself going outside on your like your own community? Where do you see your your stream going or do you see yourself making any more content other than just Twitch content? So in terms of Twitch, I don't think if I will ever get partnered. Like, like currently I'm still an affiliate. I I I only have like 130 followers. I do have I was able to thankfully build a wonderful community, very amazing people that just decided to support me, support each other, and I'm thankful for having them. Um, but I think getting partnered is something that might be beyond my current abilities. Like, for example, because I stream on a laptop, mm-hmm. and I, I live in a very small house. We're renting. My, fam- my, my yeah. family and I are renting. Um so there's a lot of upgrades or quality of life improvements that you could do to improve stream that might attract others that I cannot do. For example, uh, better lighting, a green screen, things like that I don't think I would be able to do. So what I rely on the most is my personality. Try to be as nice as possible to people, uh, bring more people in, you know, to see that they can, at the end of the day, come in and find a stream where they can just sit, relax, you know, have some fun, have some laughs, meet new friends, and then just mm-hmm. end the day with a positive smile. Mm-hmm. I think it will take time, but uh, as for other content, I'm not quite sure. When I was, that was actually several years ago, I did, I used to, um, I was like a co-owner of a small, very small YouTube channel, we had like 300 subscribers. And it used to make um, online Yu-Gi-Oh replays. Like for example, it teaches people how to use certain decks and mm-hmm. card games. Yeah. And I used to make a lot of those and I loved them. I loved editing. I had a very big question for editing. Like I just was meticulous. Every single step I put, it made me happy. Every single improvement, it made mm-hmm. me smile. But it wasn't great. In the end, I was very young and I didn't have a proper, I didn't have access to proper editing softwares. Like for example, Adobe or stuff like that. Um, I was, I only had Camtasia Studio, if you know that software. Sounds very familiar. I'm trying to remember if I've ever used it. I, I don't think I've ever used it, but so. It's, it does, the, it does the job well. It's, it's not high, very high quality. It's not great for recording. Like for now, if I want to record, I will probably use OBS. And for editing, I would use uh, Adobe products, which would certainly give a bigger vibe of professionalism. But editing takes a lot of time and a lot of skill. And me as a person, I'm not flattering or anything, but just shut up how busy I am. So I am taking seven college classes and I am working two jobs and streaming. That leaves you with very little time. There's actually this theory I've been thinking, not a theory, but like when you look at why YouTube creators haven't really come over to Twitch, it's mainly because they don't have the time to stream, create content for the YouTube for the their YouTube channel, and edit that you that video that they just created for YouTube. You know, so yeah, I I completely understand when you say that, like you know, you're taking you're going to school for classes and you have two jobs and then on top of that you're streaming i mean you stream what three hours to more maybe sometimes two and a half to three hours per stream i 
Okay, that number used to be lower because I was losing frames. But after I figured out several settings, it became um, two and a half to three hours. Yes. That, yeah, it's, it, it takes a lot out of you too because, you know, you're being entertaining and all this other stuff. So I completely understand when you say that you don't think that you would have the time to do it. It Not at all, yeah. And And, and going back to, like, you saying that you don't have, like, you know... Uh, you're not going to get partner. First of all, I'll never say never, but you're saying just with your current situation in the sense that you don't have all the nice things that most partners have, or you, I mean, you're still new. So you, you're, you're following continuously growing though. That's the way I look at it because I, I, you're pulling in numbers pretty quick and you're, you have an amazing personality. You're always cheerful. You're always nice to people and your community is growing at a wonderful rate. I, I think. And I think that I th- I could see being partnered within the next two years. But hey, <laughs> I mean, of course, you never say never. There's always a possibility. However, like no matter how slim it is, there's always a possibility. It's not zero percent. Um, it's not just the equipment. Mm-hmm. Like I know that you know, it's not the equipment that makes the streamer, but the personality first, and then improvements. Um, yeah. Hence why, hence why I didn't get like a fancy camera or i didn't get like a fancy mic i didn't do it like immediately i just got this logitech headset because i needed a headset anyway i figured out my settings and what i need to fix watch several tutorials and i mm-hmm. thought this is sufficient for now and you know if i ever grow a lot more i will um, i will see what improvements i should do but yeah it's, it's not that it's just the equipment but also a lot of dedication and of course i might have a lot more time in the future um especially with the jobs because my most of my time is not my studies because i mean i study a lot but i can finish my studies fairly well i do believe i'm a pretty decent student i try my, i try to dedicate most of my time for my studies but work <laughs> of, of course of course um but Work is what takes most of my time, and it's tiring. So, one of the one of the jobs is only on Saturdays, so I don't really worry a lot about it. It's not that exhausting. But the other one that I work I work at a restaurant, right, a fast food mm-hmm. restaurant. Yeah. And um, this requires you to keep moving, standing on your legs for six, seven hours, constantly cooking, constantly making orders, because we're a relatively very active restaurant. Mm-hmm. So. It's, 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 it is exhausting. Like at the end of the day, your heels are going to hurt. Your feet are going to hurt. Sounds like you need some good orthopedic shoes. Even though that doesn't help all the time. Trust me. I understand that. I... Oh, trust me, it doesn't because I'm already wearing uh, a shawl. Yeah. Shoe. And, you know, it's, it's helping, but it still hurts. Yeah, no, I, I used to work at an amusement park where, you know, I was on my feet. Sometimes I'd have a chair, but if the chairs were taken, sometimes what happens is other ride operators come through and grab the chairs for their ride. So you you had to be uh, sneaky or not sneaky, but just make sure that you got there and kept the chair. And if you ended up having to stand, you would be standing for 12 hours sometimes. And it was just, it's, 
it's a lot because you're moving around, you're always standing. Obviously, you get like an hour break, but that's about it. So, goodness, that sounds that actually sounds painful. Twelve hours. Yeah, those are, those were on the days where. So I, I was a workaholic when I was in high school. I, uh, I I would volunteer to stay sometimes. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was plenty of times where I went home early when they asked for people to go home early. <laughs> But there was a lot of days, too, where I, like, stayed late. Or not stayed late, but, like, took extra shifts where they needed someone to cover, or, you know, like, something like that. Someone had to go home, so I stayed and covered for them. So it would be, like, 12-hour shifts sometimes. At the end, it has its benefits. And, of course, if you're enjoying yourself, that also counts. Well, yeah, no. I, I think the amusement park was one of the most fun jobs that I've had because I got to interact with so many people. <laughs> and that's that's the reason why I like streaming and why I like creating stuff and why I like talking to people on the internet. That's that makes it sound weird talking to people on the internet, but you you know, it's a it's a norm these days. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, it's <laughs> of course it's talking to people on the internet is a lot different from what it was like five years ago. <laughs> Are you talking sure. to strangers on the internet? No, no, hey guys. Mom. <laughs> As you're like logging on to go. Go talk to people on the internet. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so for 2019, besides school and besides working, do you have any other plans for uh, for your your community? Like, do you do you have a goal you're trying to get to? Do you, or are you just taking it one step at a time and enjoying every second of it? I have. Well, currently with how my schedule is, I am trying to take things a little bit more slow. Mm-hmm. I am trying not to burn myself too much, mm-hmm. but I also want to try to stay as constant as I can. Yeah. Uh, as consistent, I'm sorry. But as a goal, I currently have 130 subscri- uh, this, followers, not subscribers. Um, I think uh, a realistic goal for me by the end of 2019, it's at least 500 followers. Um, I, I know it, I say realistic, but it might not be, but... I mean, it's, hey, always, I... it's always good to have goals, and I mean, if you, you, you sound like you want to constantly do it at a steady rate, and you don't... You sound like you don't want to burn yourself out at all, so, I mean, I think it's very plausible, and I, I don't see it being far off at all. Uh, so... I mean, in the end, if I don't reach 500 this year, I can always try next year. It's I always can will try my best, see what I can. It's not just about the numbers, but I mean, of course, there's a difference between 100 followers and 500 followers um, in terms of the size of the community. But I don't just flatter myself over the huge numbers. Uh, I think it's important to try to interact with as much as possible, if not everybody, in your community. Of course, when you grow too much, it might be impossible to interact with everybody. But I do still think it's important to interact with as much people as you can in your community, make friends, uh, feel that they're more relatable, that they can relate to you. You you know that you're a good person to talk to. And that's what I feel is the most important sense in building a community. Yeah, no, I completely agree. You want the people that understand you and you understand them. And 
in especially at the very beginning and you your community smaller and then like you said when it becomes a bit bigger it's a little bit harder to keep up with but i think you'll always remember the people who were there at the beginning and you'll start remembering those new faces you know or new names that keep on popping up and keep on talking to you oh of course of course um funny enough my very first follower is actually my artist and head mod funnily enough yeah. Well, okay. So I think it's. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Continue. So I, I started streaming actually in a very weird way. So, of course, as I said, I was inspired by Dibs and other streamers. Um, you know, I started streaming, but here's what happened I started streaming on YouTube, not Twitch. And I used. um a free trial of XSplit, which is another streaming software. Yep. Uh, Gamecast, not Screencast. I felt that Gamecast was easier. Yeah. I didn't really understand it. I didn't really. I wasn't able, of course, to afford it. So, mm-hmm. of course, only the free trial. I couldn't do much, and I didn't really worry about my settings, my audio. I didn't have a mic. I didn't have a headset. Um, I have a laptop, so what I was using is my laptop's mic, which captures the humming of the fan of the CPU. It captures all the noise from my house, from my room. <laughs> it even captures my keyboard, my mouse clicking, and me panting if it's hot. So it was bad. It was really bad. And I didn't worry about the settings at all. And I was, I, I don't know how, but I was able to get uh, like 20 followers 15 to 20 and of course um, i was very fortunate to have people that actually supported me even when i was at the state i am very thankful to them mm-hmm. but that was in around may of 2018 and april may that was when I, after i graduated around that period graduated from high school mm-hmm. um but then in June, you know, it was the summer break. I wanted to start taking things more seriously. And in June, I started using Streamlabs OBS. I figured out all my settings, how to make my, how to put the chat on my phone, how to have constant 60 FPS, mm-hmm. what settings I need to worry about. And I got the headset. And the headset made a massive difference. Uh, it's just having a better mic, not having to hear the whole noise that you hear from my laptop or from my house it was yeah. really helpful it it boosted the stream i think in many ways i think it's one of the big best things i did and it's a simple headset it's not something too fancy it's um i believe a logitech 925 i i, I can't remember the exact name but it's a wonderful headset it's not it doesn't <laughs> express it doesn't express them at the time. I always confuse Logitech products. It's just it's gonna get so confusing. They have they have a lot of numbers and they don't really like have distinct names. It's like always like G something 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 or X C something, some, something yeah so, C yeah like their cameras C nine twenty two nine twenty six twenty six. On that topic. E. On that topic, actually, I was actually thinking of buying. Um, I did I actually thanks to my community and all the amazing support of all those wonderful people. I got my first Twitch paycheck mm-hmm. um, this month, and I was actually planning to get um, this 
Logitech C920. It's it's on a big sale. It's only for fifty bucks. Nine twenty or nine twenty two? Because let me tell you, the camera quality between the nine twenty and the nine twenty two are it's so much crisper on the nine twenty two. So if the nine twenty two goes on sale, it might be it worse. Is. I I would look at the nine twenty two to be honest. It might be worth the extra money unless you're planning on doing something else with that money, because it uh, I mean they're both phenomenal cameras and obviously they're both small. It's small windows on your stream, right? But it's so much crisper than the nine. Oh, for sure. Compared to the nine twenty two, I didn't quite understand until I got the nine twenty two. I was like, holy. <laughs> A massive difference. Yeah, it was it was a lot. Um both are great cameras though, and I recommend like I I I can't recommend a different camera right now in compared to like the pricing because Logitech is always having a sale on a nine twenty and a nine twenty two, so it's like I can't recommend a camera. Like there's no camera that competes with But um back to back actually to that the whole story of streaming um after i got everything figured out things got a lot better i started posting my i had the confidence to post my streams in other places and of course some people might call me a sellout but um people allowed me and they were like post your stream so we can check it out and i did i mean and i was sorry I'm, I'm sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say that you know like that a lot of creators or not creators but a lot of streamers out there want to see other streamers succeed as well as themselves but they also want to see other streamers because they like watching streams along with streaming you know so oh for sure and this this actually um ties to the story in a little bit you're gonna see how it ties um so during this during that time i was able to reach around 40 followers which i was extremely proud of and at that time i heard about what is what does it mean to be a Twitch affiliate? Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really care for the money. I knew that I was doing it for fun. I enjoyed having more people in the, in the chat. And, you know, I made a Discord server and everybody is talking and laughing. Mm-hmm. And that really made my, my day. But I, I also wanted to aim for affiliate. And you won't, you won't believe the reason, but one of my main reasons for affiliate is actually the emotes. <laughs> oh, no, I love emotes. <laughs> I, I just felt that the emote is your mark as a streamer. Your mark is that you took the first step, you finished the first road, and became an affiliate. Mm-hmm. And you know, being an affiliate compared to being partner, there's a massive, massive difference. But uh, I was an affiliate. Uh, well, at the time, no, I still didn't quite get the affiliate. I needed just one more push, I would say, and then it happened the biggest uh, landmark in my str- in my streaming career, I would say. Not really, it's not really a career, but, you know, as a phrase, my streaming career. Um, so, Dibs. You know, I, I became really good friends with Dibs and his whole community, and we made a lot of good friends. And there are a lot of them supported me in streaming. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, do you, just to make sure, do you know Dibs? Mm, not by the name of Dibs. If that's his whole name, then no. <laughs> uh, Dibs is his whole uh, Twitch nickname. So Dibs is a partner streamer. He's a Twitch partner. Yeah. He's, a Discord, he's a Discord partner. He has over 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
he has huge numbers and he deserves it. He is one of the most positive streamers um, out there ever, I would say, that I've ever seen, ever watched. And he was wonderful. And he had followed me. And you know, the, the night he followed me was amazing. I was just playing Hearthstone at night, nobody in stream, and he came in, followed, and told me that I was doing great. And that, that guy motivated me. But yeah, I was streaming, Dibs was streaming, and Dibs was ending his stream, right? Uh-huh. And one of Dibs' habits is always at the end of his stream, because he, he gets 100 plus uh, viewers. So he always wants to pass the love. That's what he always says. He wants to pass the love. So he hosts or raids somebody. Mm -hmm. And one time he says that we're going to make somebody's day. I, I did watch the VOD, and that's what he exactly, exactly said. He said, we're going to make um, somebody's day. He's a wonderful, one of our biggest uh, viewers. And he's an awesome, awesome streamer. And all the chat was speculating it was me because, you know, I, I made a lot of friends in the community. I stayed there for like four or five months before I started streaming. Yeah. And then, you know, I was playing Overwatch just like any other stream. And suddenly, I hear the alert go. And I see that there's a, like there's like 126 people in my stream. Oh, wow. That's a giant endorphin rush right there. That was the... Endorphin rush, adrenaline rush. It was it was massive. It was it was immense. It was bigger than bigger than anything I have seen on Twitch. Yeah, that's insane. And, and you know, he drops in, and the, all the chat is spamming his emotes. You know, just for fun. Yeah, it increased excitement, and my alert goes crazy. I get at least uh, twenty followers that stream. Wow. It it exploded, and I kept streaming for like three hours solid, and it, I actually started tearing up on stream. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that's a very emotional moment for real. Like that's of course that's a lot. Like the person I looked up all that time in streaming is giving me my final push to an affiliate. That meant a lot to me. It was it was wonderful. It's a moment that I'm eternally grateful for. Dibs. Um, I wouldn't be here and streaming if it wasn't for him. And of course, he still supports me, and I still watch his stream. He still streams. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy. Uh, people should... I would certainly recommend people checking him out. He deserves it. Um, D-I-B-Z. He's, he's great. Yeah, I, uh, he means the place Overwatch. He's a Tracer main. I just put him on my list. I actually played Tracer the other day. Very, very interesting. I'm not used to playing Tracer. Oh, yeah. All. Too fast-paced. Too fast-paced for me. It's very fast-paced, and I actually liked it, but it would take me some time to like get used to playing her and be accurate. Like my accuracy was thirty percent. That was the highest I got with her. Of course, that's, that's my accuracy generally, but that's actually really good though. I I mean I learned how to aim with tracer. Um, so you know in those custom games you have this. Um, it tells you aim practice. Mm-hmm. I went into one of those and somebody told me, okay, just remove your uh, crosshair. Just make it invisible. And your muscle memory is going to learn where the heads are. And I tried it for a couple of days and my aim went bonkers. It went a lot better. And I was really surprised. That was, that was actually a really good method for practicing uh, hit scan. Tracer, Soldier, McCree. This mm -hmm. is amazing. Okay, I'm, that, I don't remember the person's name, but it was amazing. That's insane. 
like no crosshair. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it starts it starts very scary and frustrating, but it gets a lot better. But I think um the biggest uh morale you can get I would say from my story of streaming is to keep that to keep the I know that of course you gotta keep the grind, but have the confidence to continue and do it not just for yourself but also for the people who support you because those people do care about you. They're not just here for the gameplay. They are here for your personality and they love watching you. Do it for yourself. Do it for them. They will never judge you and they're always by your side. When you're streaming, you're never alone. That's one of the things I learned. I still remember because at the time I was working, I was working at the same restaurant I work at now, but I was working full time because it was summer break. Yeah. Every day I would... Uh, go to work from 10 to 6, 8 hours a day. And I was inexperienced. Like, you know, I was still learning and I wasn't very really used to work. So I would come back home destroyed and I didn't eat anything. I come back home at 6 p.m. I just eat, press a little bit, and then stream every day. Stream, stream. And I, I knew that sometimes I was really exhausted. But I tried my best to just, I want to try streaming. I want to just try go a little bit more, a little bit, just half an hour more. Just try my best. It, mm-hmm. you, you just push, just do that small push. It, it takes time to grow on Twitch. Of course, it takes a lot of time. Some people even say it's impossible, and sometimes it is. There's a lot of factors that come into growing on Twitch. But of course, certainly. Um, I think the biggest factor in streaming is making connections, making bonds with others. If I wasn't friends with, if I didn't make connections with Dibs and his community, other communities that I was introduced to through Dibs, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here now. Like for example, uh, the community of Snacks Break, who is also a wonderful streamer, um, he uh, he's one of Dibs's closest friends. And I also admired him a lot because his community is very positive. And through his Discord, I met Caden and I got into uh, Foxfire. So it's all, there's always more connections happening when you're streaming. Always. You're constantly growing. I have way too many Discords. Some of them I need to go through and make sure I'm still active in. But <laughs> I have way too many Discords and I can definitely say that you're always growing and always finding and meeting new people, for sure. For sure. It's uh, I think I think that's one of the reasons why I like streaming so much is because it allows you to, you know, allows you to grow and constantly meet new people. Even when you're not looking to network, you're still always meeting new people because you have people coming into your chat or people watching your stream or, or you're just chatting through one of your many channels, you know, so. For sure. A... Uh, you you also get to meet new people even when playing new games. Yeah. Like for example, I mostly streamed Overwatch, but then one time I thought I want to play Hollow Knight. It's I don't know if you have heard of it. It's uh... Uh, I'm I'm addicted to it, but I I had oh. to take a break from my addiction because I went on vacation, so I didn't bring my Switch with me. But yeah, no, I I, I like it. It's it's wonderful. Uh, I believe it's uh, streaming Hollow Knight was the longest stream for me. I streamed Hollow Knight for six hours straight. I haven't even beaten it. I'm just taking my time with it. 
Oh no, I took my time. That was like long ago. I did finish it. Finished like all the DLCs. Don't worry, I won't spoil anything. But it's great. It's it's one of the best games I've played in a very long time. Yeah, no. But yeah, when I played it, I had new people come in. When I played Monster Hunter, I had new people come in. So even the game gets you to meet new people. You're always meeting new people, as you said. So that that's actually a valid point I haven't gone over yet. So you, you currently you stream Overwatch um a lot. Besides Hollow Knight and Monster Hunter, do you stream any other games or do you have plans to stream any other games in the future? So I typically don't mind being a variety streamer. Uh, I think the main thing is having a main game and branching out sometimes to other games, you know, to change the mood up, change things. So my main game is Overwatch, yet I, as you said, I streamed Monster Hunter and uh, Hollow Knight. But also I streamed many other games at the time. I streamed uh, Prince of Persia, which is a very old game. I loved it. Played it in my childhood and wanted to play it again. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Mega Man 11. It, as soon as it got released, I was like, no, I'm, I'm playing it. Mega Man was my childhood, and I waited years for a new game. And the new game drops. Of course I'm going to play it. Of course I'm going to stream it. I think I'm going to get the whole collection for Switch eventually. It's so worth it. Trust me. And then just do like a Mega Man like series of grind. <laughs> It's it's honestly a good purchase. I would certainly. Uh, but but yeah, I think that's currently what I have in mind. I plan what I plan to stream more is things that are more community based. Like for example, Jackbox uh, party games. Mm-hmm. I want to start playing those, Scriblio stuff like that. But yeah, having a bigger sense um, of playing with the community. Having them involved, I think, is a big aspect I want to try to focus on more. Yeah, no, that, I mean, it's always good to try to do things with your community and try to get them involved in what you're doing, especially. I, I, I actually missed out on the time that we did Jack in the Box or Jackbox or whatever it's called. I keep on wanting to say Jack in the Box. Um, you're making yeah. me hungry. Yeah. Jackpot. Whatever. That game. Yeah. I uh I actually missed the time that Fo- uh Foxfire did it and I'm I was kind of upset. Cat. Do you want to just be in every episode of the podcast ever? <laughs> she didn't meow, so that's a I I actually I have no clue what that <laughs> um where every time, actually, every episode. Actually, um, Jack, Jackbox Party Bundle is right now. It's it's free on uh, the Epic the Epic uh, Epic Games Company store. It's free, I believe. I I don't know how long it will still be free though. I so you can get it now for free. I forgot Epic created their own store, <laughs> or you know, is using their store to do other games now. A lot of people thought that it won't be a valid um, competitor to Steam. But funny enough, a big aspect that I saw people talk about, which which is kind of unexpected, actually, for me, it's um, the user interface, the UI, 
a lot of people said that Steam UI is just very confusing, very messy, and Epic Games is just better just because it's a lot cleaner, it's a lot more polished. Well, so I don't know if you've ever used like Galaxy, uh, something Galaxy. I forget. It's GOG. Um, they have a pretty clean UI. I what happened with the Steam Store is I think it started out as an amazing idea, and then the issue is is it's basically a web browser inside of a frame. Like, like it's basically a web browser because all you're doing is visiting a URL, right? And mm-hmm. then you have like your library, which is like your own like collection and stuff. It, so I think what's happening, what you're seeing there is like you have a store that was designed specifically for desktop. So it has like a UI that's groomed specifically for like, you know, the look and feel of using it with your mouse. Whereas like you have a browser for one page in the stream in the steam store and then you have like your game library and then you have like the big steam store or whatever it's called for when you're on like a tv and stuff like that so it's like i could i can see exactly how it's confusing and how it would have probably a better ui just going off of those facts you know i actually found that the the big steam um Mm. The big Steam, I, I don't know what it's called exactly. Yeah, but I like the it. big, the big screen that you, um, it reminds me of the actually of the PlayStation, of the PlayStation, uh, goodness, UI or even the PSP UI. It's a little bit similar in some aspects. So like the PlayStation Three UI, where they had like the things going across and yes, precisely. You had access menus going down and stuff like that. Precisely. If I felt there's um, a very interesting uh, similarity in that, but I I don't know if it will still sustain as a big competitor, but we will see in the end. Are Are you planning on getting uh, Metro? I think that was the game that was causing a whole bunch of controversy with the Steam Store and the the Epic Store. <laughs> Um, I, it's not that I didn't think about it. I did, but I mean, it, it did look somewhat uh, interesting. But how do I say this? Basically, it's that it's. I don't know if it will be on my priorities because no. I have I have several games in mind. I completely get that. I assume that you're you've gotten Kingdom Hearts three, or you're going to get Kingdom Hearts three. You talked about it earlier. I don't know if you're a big fan of it, so I'm a massive fan of Kingdom Hearts. I played every single game, but sadly, uh, my current house does not have a place for a console, oh. and I only have my laptop. Well, and a 3ds, but I can't get uh, Kingdom Hearts three. Sadly, no, that sucks. That's really that sucks. Like. I heard a lot of people are loving it, and I wish I could have the focus to play a Kingdom Hearts game all the way through. <laughs> like, it's, it's gonna get it's gonna get really confusing. Like I played every single. Well, I remember I I got Kingdom Hearts one, and I I was playing it. So like when Kingdom Hearts first came out, I played it like nonstop, right? And I got to a point where I couldn't figure out what to do, but I got stuck on a planet or something like that. And, you, and my ship didn't have the right thing to go to the next area. 
And so I was just kind of like lost on what to do. It wasn't until like a year later where my friend was like, have you beaten Kingdom Hearts? And I go, no. He goes, what? And so he like (laughs) jumps on, like throws it into the PlayStation 2 and then like goes, oh, you have to like get this and it's all the way back over here. And so he starts playing. I'm like, well, I don't even remember. Like, I might as well start over. I don't even remember where I was. Like, like, (laughs) I'm actually kind of curious because uh, so I'm using this to jump over to the PlayStation 5 rumors that are going around of it being backwards compatible. I'm hoping it's like several generations backwards compatible because if it is, then that means they might like release a bundle or release where you can get like Kingdom Hearts all the way through or something, hopefully. You know, that would be pretty cool is if I could just like get all the Kingdom Hearts game on one one console and then just play them all. I think that would be a very... I think that would be a very attracting idea, I would say. Uh, it's also similar to how the Switch did the uh, the virtual console. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's the, was it on the 3DS? It was on the 3DS too, as well. Oh, the but, NES, but or the SC NES or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I, having having the virtual console attracted a lot of people who wanted to play the classic games on their new uh, consoles. So having the same thing with the PlayStation. I think it's a very attractive idea, and it will bring uh, a lot of people in. I think so too. I mean, think about being able to play all the Gears game, or not Gears, but the God of War games all the way through, like without having oh. to like them, without having them to have to like remaster it or redo anything special. You know, that actually sounds amazing, <laughs> right? I actually that's on my list of games to get as well as the new God of. Well, no, I guess it's not new anymore, but you know what I mean. <laughs> the new word. Well, the, the latest one, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I think that would be a really interesting idea, like, just to, you know, get those in. I actually didn't get to play um, the latest one, again, because no console. But I did watch a full uh, playthrough on stream of it, on, with Snacks, actually, Snacks Break. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch the whole playthrough until the ending. I'm not going to mention the ending, but like the very ending, which gives a hint to the next game. So, and it was really exciting. So I do wish, um, I actually can't wait for the next God of War game as well. Oh my gosh, my cat. Wants all the attention. She just wants to be famous. This is, this isn't your. He like looked at me. What? <laughs> um, no, but yeah, that I, I'm. I might have to watch a playthrough because uh, I don't know when I'll be getting it because I haven't really been playing consoles and it feels like I don't have enough time to play any games right now all the way through. But you know, sometimes you just have to make time. <laughs> and sadly, that it's it's easier said than done. Sometimes. For sure. Mm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to ask you, to be honest. I 
I feel like we've covered a good basis. Um, I do have to ask and feel free not to answer, but what's your accent? Like what, what, where's that like coming from? Oh, oh, okay. So funny enough that my accent, um, did get me friends that get me viewers actually just because of how unique it is. So before I tell you, let me ask you this. Where can you guess it is from? Like just a random guess. Random guess. I can bet you're not going to be right, by the way. Give me a second. I'll probably be completely off. I've heard lots of accents throughout my, my short years, okay? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> me remembering what countries and where they're from and if they're from the U.S. or whatnot, that's a completely different. Oh, yeah. Um... You know, I'm kind of getting a mixture for me. So, like, I've heard someone who's, like, from Egypt who has a similar accent to you, but I've also heard someone from, it wasn't Russia. It was, uh, it wasn't Czech. It was, it was a small. No, it was a small, small one. I I can't remember to be honest. I bet you I could go look up their Facebook and find it. But <laughs> uh, I used to work with them because uh, we had internationals, is what the my theme park used to call them, because they would like select a certain area and then we would like they would come over on a visa and work at the theme park for the summer and they would like house them and stuff like that. Uh, from what I heard, they threw awesome parties though. That wasn't oh, oh. that wasn't corporate corporate sponsored though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're not really far off the mark. Well, yes and no. So I I am from the Middle East, which um, you were close to, but I am from Syria. Ah, so completely off from where I was. <laughs> not just too one, far off, but just one continent off. You know, it's it's not too much. It's just how you look at it. If you just squeeze everything together on a piece of paper, you start folding it, everything becomes closer, right? <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> the, so I actually, I actually have been in America two, two and a half years, I would say. Not, not a massively long time. And you speak English better than I do, so. Oh, I certainly don't, I can assure you. Oh no, you have probably way better grammar than me. I I guarantee you that. I mean, I still have a an accent that sometimes hey. it's very hard to understand. To me, not hard. But accents, I mean, you seem to you, you get viewers with your accent. People people like, "Ooh, his accent. I'm going to stay." And oh, some pe some people, yes, they were very interested by the accent. Yeah, I I, I I wish I had an accent sometimes. You can always learn to make one. It's it's actually not that hard. But my accent, it's it's something that kind of came naturally. Because here's what happened. So when I came here, I already had, knew how to... Well, I already knew English. 
but not speaking. I had learned by myself, learned grammar, uh, sentence structure, and I learned from games and music and movies. But of course, I did like I felt that school English was pretty easy for me, so I learned by myself. And mm-hmm. I had practiced everything except speaking. I had never practiced speaking uh, because in Syria we speak Arabic. Mm-hmm. And so here's what happens. Our first night here, when I when we came here, uh, we stayed at the house of one of my dad's friends. He had another house, and he told us, "You guys, you guys gotta stay here for a while." And you know, my my family just, you know, they they need some groceries for dinner and stuff. You know, we just have we just came in from a very long trip for around fourteen hours, fifteen hours by plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty it was a, far, pretty. Far. It was a rough one. It was a rough one. And so we go into the store, and my family doesn't speak English. I'm the only one who can speak English. Um, quote unquote, speak because I've never spoke before. And you know, I come into the late. Um, I just we just grab what we need as we go into the cashier, and you know, I I wanted to ask her how much it cost. I think it was just. I I forgot what the item was, but I just wanted to ask uh, how much it, how much this price was. And it just came out. It just came out. Excuse me, can I get the price of this? And I, I don't know how it came out. My family started looking at me, and I was I was shocked. <laughs> it's like I had, it's like I had spoke the language forever. I don't know how it happened. It's it's very because of how much I love English and how much I practiced it. I practiced it. Um, it's like another persona. Like when you speak, when I speak English, I feel like a whole different person. And you know, that that is actually creepy sometimes. That's when you speak Arabic, you feel like you're completely different from from when you speak English, like a whole can, different person. That could be weird, right? Have you, it have, is, you it, have you gone to like get that psychologically checked out? Are you okay? Do do we need to do we need to go get someone for you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, trust me, I need help. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't. I don't think it's my accent is something I grew accustomed to. I don't want to lose it. I'm actually very happy with it. I don't think I'm going to be losing it anytime soon. I've been here for two and a half years, and I have the same accent from when I began speaking. I I had a coworker who had been here for. I want to say like ten years or so, and his accent was still thick. That's why I went with the Egypt one because you know that that's the closest it was to me to what I like could tell you know. Um, I did go to other parts of the Middle East, and I can tell you that the Egyptian accent is very unique uh, compared to other accents. Kind of heavy. To be very honest. heavy. Yeah, very I was heavy. like, there are certain times where I was like, can you can you repeat that? And and so. The the irony in this is, um, the person who had a very strong Egyptian accent, one of his like good coworker friends, because you know they're still coworkers, but they're still friends. Um, he was Vietnamese, and he had a strong accent too. So, and they always worked on projects together, but it was very interesting watching them work together because they both like. 
at times you could tell like they both kind of just like ignored the other person because they didn't quite understand them so it was kind of interesting to watch you're just like <laughs> did you actually pick up what he was saying like you're just looking at them like, are they actually understanding each other <laughs> I, I i found it amusing but i mean so did they that, that's not super amusing hey i would mm -hmm. i would sit and watch that for hours I liked having conversations with them because I would get I would ask one thing and get two completely different answers. <laughs> it was awesome. That that actually sounds amazing. Uh, good good times. Okay, <laughs> good times. All right. Great just, great uh, times. <laughs> uh, I think one point you mentioned at the beginning of the uh, of the interview that I don't think we touched on is what's the origin of my name, Dara Sage? Yes. That or I've asked you before. I know I've asked you, but if if I didn't answer, I'm I'm really sorry, but Well no, not here. I think I've asked you outside of this. I, I can't remember. Oh, oh. But yes, please do tell us the origin. And I probably did say something at the beginning. I get so ADD here. So in the Middle East, you know, the the last names usually have either a story or a history behind them. Mm -hmm. And my great, my great um, grandfathers, they owned a lot of land in Syria, our country. A lot of land. And my last name, which I will not pronounce, it's in Arabic, and it's, I don't think anybody's going to understand it if they hear the interview. <laughs> but um, it basically translates in English to the wise man who rules over the land. And I was thinking, what is a good way to translate this to English? And I thought, ruling over the, I mean, I thought a wise man who rules, and I thought sage and earth. You know, I wanted to put earth in a very cool way, and I thought Terra, and Terra sage came, came to be. And it's a very unique name. I don't think I've ever seen anybody with that name, because, of course, it's my last name. Yeah. Um, it's it's a name that I've gotten quite accustomed with, and I love it. I think it's it's better than having like a name of a certain character from a certain game. You know, this name feels more a lot more personalized than other nicknames that I could have gone with or wanted to go with. This feels uh, very personalized because it is my last name after all. It's 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 a connection to my family. Oh. as well but yeah that's how terra sage came to be go ahead and uh ex it, it has a lot of connection to your family is that what you said sorry yeah like, cut out towards the end there oh i'm sorry um i just said that the name because you know it's it's my family's name my last name yeah so it also connects me to my family in a sort you know and our history no i mean that's uh, actually that's how... Sorry. No, I mean. Oh no! That, go ahead. The 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 voice was cutting a little bit. That that's actually a really cool story because like, like my name is my names, if that makes sense. So I combined a lot of like my first three initials, my middle initial, and my last initial plus the S means studio. So it was me coming up with like a business name, and I like my name, but 
it definitely doesn't have like that deep personal connection like yours does i guess like mine kind of does like i probably will never give up carbs not with it the way that it's spelled anyways oh for sure and i get mad I'm... when i find that other people have spelt it this way and it kind of upsets me <laughs> oh i can understand why you know because you think it's that personalized name of yours and somebody else just spelled it the same way maybe even randomly but yeah, carbs is a, is a very beautiful name you know it's very it's simple straightforward Funny delicious. enough, oh baby, delicious! So delicious! <laughs> oh boy, now I want some carbs. I could go for some ramen right about now. To be honest, same here. I could go for some cornbread. I don't know why I'm craving cornbread. <laughs> Such a random craving. <laughs> so I don't. You... I like. I I like cornbread. I don't know why. You were saying something before we started going off on food. Um, I forgot what what I was saying. I don't know. Now, yeah, nope. Some sweet cornbread. Mm. Mm. Oh, I remembered what I was saying. <laughs> um, you know how some teachers sometimes they can't pronounce your name, so they ask you for a, like a, a nickname they can use. Mm-hmm. I've always went with Tara. I don't know. I I didn't mind it. Some people in my class just call me Tara, and I, and I, I mean, I used to do it. Now I don't do it as much because people can't pronounce my name. Mm-hmm. But I've did it, and sometimes I accidentally just ordered Starbucks for the name of Tara for fun. Yeah, I like, mean, you know, it's sometimes easier because then you don't end up with things like you know Carly, Carl, or you can uh, always do the. Uh, sorry, so many, so many different weird oh, variations yeah. of my name. <laughs> you can always have some fun at Starbucks with messing up your name. For example, if your name is Mike, or if you know someone whose name is Mike, or you can even fake your own name, go to the barista and tell them. Uh, just tell them your order and tell them Mike with a J, for example. <laughs> and you know, they're going to they're gonna stare at you for a while, like, where do I put the J? <laughs> <laughs> Try to keep up a record, like you know, keep the the uh, the cups, stack them, see how was your record. I know a person who went for six. <laughs> it's a really fun game. It's it has a full hashtag on Twitter, the Starbucks name game. It's oh, it's gosh. fun. It's fun. It's fun. Trust me. So there there's this burger shop in uh, my all, the old town I used to live in, San Antonio, and uh, they would call out your name and they would ask for names and uh co-worker of mine he would always give them like superhero names or like movie star names and stuff so we'd just be sitting down at the uh table or son of odin <laughs> and then you get like one we would get like different ones for like the pseudonyms like bruce wayne or not pseudonyms like their real names i don't even know what i'm trying to say here words <laughs> But yeah, that actually sounds that sounds hilarious. Just imagine somebody, just imagine somebody screaming Clark Kent or Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I know that or Peter just, Parker or just the bat sign. Like, just tell them like, hey, so what your name? The bat sign. Batman. You know what? Wait, the best part. And then when they call you out to order. The... <laughs> you cut out there. Sorry. What'd you say? I said, um, when they give out your order, 
you tell them it's the bad side, and when they, they want to call out your order, instead of saying the bad side, they're going to start singing the Batman theme. They're going to be like, na 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 Batman. Oh, that would be perfect. Tell the Starbucks barista. na 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 Tell them exactly that. And then make sure they write down that whole thing. Oh, yeah. Or just do Batman theme song and see how many times you go until someone actually sings the Batman theme song. Another way to play the Starbucks name game. It's, I mean, the song itself can be addicting. It's, it's, it's catchy. It's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the day. Or night. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so do you have anything else you would like to talk about? Um, I think we touched on the basis of things. I think we talked a lot of specifics. I think um, one last message, which is already something I mentioned, but I just want to give, is that never feel that you're alone, really. And never try to give up on what you're trying to do. It always takes trouble. It always has hurdles. Everything has hurdles. But you're never alone in what you're doing. There's always people who sympathize with you. There's always people who care about you. And never fear to talk with people. Not everybody is going to judge. A lot of people care. And the biggest essence in trying to grow as a streamer is making bonds. That's the most important thing, in my opinion. Um, one last thing is a very, very filthy sellout. That if you'd like to check me out on Twitch. <laughs> Twitch, Twitch Twitter, anything. Um, well, I only have Twitch and Twitter. Twitch.tv slash TerraSage. And Twitch, uh, Twitter... Uh, dot com slash TerraSage one for TerraSage was taken, so I had to take put one. I don't know why it was taken. <laughs> You're like, dang, I was like, how? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, out... I know that feeling. <laughs> and then I searched, it turned out not to be taken, but Twitter was just being stupid. You can change it, I will, <laughs> I will for sure. Um, so one thing that we like to do here on Unconventional Geek is I like to ask, do you have a question for the audience or not the people listening so they can respond back on any of our social media or even at any of the Unconventional Geek social medias? Hmm, that's a really good question. I will, okay, let, let me just give me a second to think of something meaningful. Yeah, just cue the Jeopardy theme song. Okay. I think a very good question is why do you feel that you cannot stream? Or why do you feel that you cannot connect with others? What is stopping you from connecting with others, either via streaming or via communities? And maybe we can try we can try to talk it out, maybe try to talk and help. Because, again, it's, it's hard. A lot of people might not be too social or have social anxiety. And I absolutely understand that. I know how bad anxiety can be. But I think my main thing is, what, what, what is the main hurdle for you to socialize with others? So maybe we can try and help. That was awesome. 
Thank you. It's a wonderful question and wonderful advice also right before that. Ladies, gents, non-binary, non-standard people. That concludes this episode of Unconventional Geek. If you'd like to answer the question that Tara just asked, you can leave a comment on his Twitter, latest Twitter post on any of Unconventional Geek's Twitter posts, my Twitter post, Unconventional Geek page, or even come join us in the Discord. And if you're listening to this and you want to come chime in about the episode or you want to talk about something in a previous episode or whatever, just come on in and join this Discord. Chat it up with us. All the hosts are basically here. We're all here ready to answer questions. And also, I'd like to say thank you, Tara Sage, for coming on and doing this interview. You are an amazing Foxfire community. So hard not to say Firefox. Fox. <laughs> Foxfire community member and streamer. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. It was it was certainly an honor. It was also and of course it's it is also an honor to be the featured Fox or member of the month in the Foxfire community. They're amazing people. I would certainly recommend uh, joining them and checking them out. And yeah, it, this was really fun. It was also made me connect more with myself too, make new friends. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. Of course. And now we just have to send this all over to Shammy. This will be probably one of the first episodes to ever to have a full transcribe. Um, if Shammy is still up to it. <laughs> um, so thank you once again. And uh, like always, stay unconventional, guys. <laughs>